0: You can get a mass-market fowl such as butterball, mm-hmm. or spring for a pricey organic option, or pay big bucks for a heritage turkey. How old is that heritage
1: turkey? This is like an old conservative Hello. Republican turkey.
0: turkey. <laughs> it's been around. Gays in the years. military?
1: I think not. Cluck cluck cluck. It's just it's Mitch McConnell, basically. basically <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the Mitch McConnell. It's Mitch term. McConnell. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmari and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kasmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is, or how it should be. You can
1: listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are,
0: Jaquetta and Katie.
1: Let's just get started. Thanksgiving masking? Yeah. All right. What is that? Okay. So this is our Thanksgiving episode where we'll be giving thanks to giving thanks yeah. to giving thanks.
0: So thank you. First of all, thank you, listeners. Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening if you're still out there. Yeah. I assume you are because you just heard that last part. Yeah. So this is our uh, ninth Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right? All right. So we're thankful God. for that. Yeah. No kidding. Almost a decade in the saddle, as it were in the saddle in the saddle so katie we were, when, at the beginning of before the show starts before we start recording we always talk about what the you know the other person has in terms of material so i'm requesting
0: that well not really we don't talk about our material we just kind of oh, about like what a, we have online.
1: yeah we we'll just we'll just preview it briefly um so i'm requesting that katie tell me about something called thanksgiving masking Yes. Which is what she brought up. I have no idea what it is, So, and I come here for the news.
0: All right, so I read this from the Bowery Boys, which okay. is, has the history of New York City. Are they still doing the podcast? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Okay, the Bowery Boys. <laughs> the
0: Bowery Boys. So much for they, that news.
1: I don't,
0: maybe. Okay, that's I how I know them. Yeah, the they're, they're, they're an excellent podcast. Okay, so this is just an article about Happy Thanksgiving Masking. It's about the pleasures of mischief featureless masks, and cross-dressing children.
1: I, I don't, I'm confused. What do they mean by cross-dressing children? Is that even a thing so children can do?
0: So, back in the day, okay, there was something called Thanksgiving masking, and it's a strange practice stemmed from the satirical perversion of poverty and an ancient tradition of mumming, where men in costume floated from door to door asking for food and money, sometimes in exchange for music.
1: Mumming? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, and they believe the original tradition traced back to, like, the 17th century. Sounds like begging. with Pretty a much. tune. And a, and, a, and a costume. And
1: a costume, okay. By
0: the 1800s, those going door-to-door asking for handouts were most likely homeless or poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seemed to have inspired children's tradition, not unlike modern trick-or-treat. Every street had its band of children dressed as ragamuffins okay. who kept in the open air for... Who kept in the open air for hours okay. as they say. <laughs> kept in the open air, okay. Yes, and so then there were advertisements and newspapers for Thanksgiving masks and lithographed character masks masks for tots. These featureless disguises were often sold in candy stores alongside holiday related treats like spiced jelly gums, you know, opera drops, mm-hmm. crystallized ginger, mm-hmm. and tinted hard candies. Okay. <laughs> tinted hard candies. Lightly tinted. This play of masking is deeply rooted in a New York child. This, this magazine said in 1909. Okay. I'm still kind of putting together what this tradition is. Yeah. Um, a toy toy shops carry a line of hideous and terrifying false faces, or doe faces, as they are termed from the east side. Mm-hmm. Boys freq- frequently wore clothing on this occasion. Um... Uh, and I'm sorry, boys frequently wore girls' clothing on this occasion. Okay, so
1: this is the the so-called cross-dressing piece yes, of this. Okay. Yes, Okay.
0: Yeah, in, their, in the worn-out finery of their sisters, okay. spending their afternoon gambling in awkward mimicry of their sisters to the casual street piano.
1: So these are a bunch of, of small Lower East Side children mm-hmm. dressed in their sisters' clothing, wearing masks and throwing dice?
0: Pretty much. Basically. So no, all children... Look, The tradition started when people who were homeless or poor would go door to door.
1: And then they decided to kick it up and not to a little costume.
0: Yeah. Right. And so now the kids are doing this with costume going door to door. And so they Mm -hmm. have these, like, these dough masks, which are just like... Faceless. Yeah, faceless masks. And and so it's not specifically a character. And then Mm -hmm. people would Mm cross-dress the children. It, It just
1: sounds odd to me because in a lot of cultures I have observed and I assume that they were doing this in the past, that people who are going around begging try to look as broke as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a costume is not really a part of that scene.
0: But the costume is to emulate the poor. So are
1: poor they beggars. actually
0: poor? No. Okay. They're not, but they're like, oh, remember those poor people? Remember the money? poor? The poor people, how they did this, let's dress like them. And get and some the, money. And get some money and treats. Okay. Okay. So the like New York Times person. in 1899 found the streets filled with costume tricksters. That Thanksgiving, there were Fausts, Filipinos, Mephistoes, Boars, Uncle Sam's, John Boars, Harlequins, bandits, and sailors.
1: Okay, all of them.
0: Yeah, in poor quarters it was smeared with burnt cork and a dab of.
1: <laughs> oh no! Burnt cork, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. So, the kids were having a ball doing this. They go yeah. out on Thanksgiving and do this. They blacked up. <laughs> uh, no, to look dirty. Uh-huh. No. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yes. Burnt cork, sure. The candy stores sold the masks and provided sweets distributed to the little the little kids. Um, and, in particular, Loft Candy Stores, the headquartered on on the corner of West 42nd Street and 8th Avenue, mm-hmm. not too far from the Hey You Know It studio, by yes, the way, true. ran ads filled with thanksgiving themed candy treats
1: are are there any pictures of these kids dressed up yeah yeah i mean i'm not saying that they weren't using burnt cork for other but burnt cork to me usually (laughs) you're like two steps from like shoe polish okay no so they are just trying to look dirty they are trying to look dirty
0: and you could see the other mask yeah they're just looking dirty they're like looking like a hobo with it with scruff bizarre Five o'clock shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unkempt. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) Thanksgiving, it really became more an austere holiday. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to have the children in the street doing this kind of thing. But although
1: you can see as a child, that would be very difficult to not enjoy that. Yeah. Like you're getting dressed up as like a tramp, basically. Like as a little hobo. Mm -hmm. And then you're running around, acting as if... You were that person. For a child, that means, what, freedom? Mm -hmm. uh, Getting money from people, getting treats from people, gambling in the streets being raucous, you know.
0: Yeah, but they're also emulating the poor, which is also disturbing. And and it's a social commentary the kids don't even know that they're doing. Well, that's the thing.
1: There's probably also uh, an ethnic group or ethnic groups in particular that they were emulating with their mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Whoever was the disfavored group of the time, right?
0: Right, and so the, well, they tried to change. Stores were then encouraged. You know what? Why don't you sell place settings in China for Thanksgiving? Oh, to try to, to kick try it, to turn it into To raise more, the tone, to change the tone definitely, yeah. and to kind of squash this. This thing that was going on with the kids mm-hmm. so they didn't want the chaos they didn't want this this tradition um continuing especially during the years of world war one mm-hmm. why i mean i feel like that's a time in which people not that i
1: 100 percent agree with this but we need some levity yeah and whenever they try to squeeze one holiday it shows up somewhere else right The raucousness. Well,
0: they tried to say it this way. Why are you wearing a mask when our soldiers need real gas masks? You know? That's what kind of... Yeah, I know. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's what they did. Mm -hmm. That's what they were saying. So...
1: Again, this is not the children's burden or their fault that you've gotten yourself into a war.
0: Yeah, and so then there was, like, the story of a poor lad that got hit by a train and had his leg, leg amputated when he was out and doing this kind of thing. And it kind okay. of turned into a thing. They kind of squashed this tradition and so they, just left it for Halloween. Yeah, they
1: demonized it, and then it moved down the block. No, right. no, it came up the block earlier to Halloween.
0: So Thanksgiving masking has died out, but the only... The only and here came the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, and which turns when, the
1: whole thing into just like a commercial extravaganza, right? So
0: that took its place back in 1924. Mm-hmm. So, so there is there is a little more behind the story of why the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade became popular because it was replaced this kind of activity going on.
1: That's interesting. I mean, there are always attempts throughout well, Western history that mm-hmm. we know about to, you know, people are having too much fun at Christmas yeah let's make it more sacred or people are having too much fun on saint patrick's day and we we have this now where every holiday is an opportunity or an excuse for people to get crazy get drunk and dress up in costume because let's be clear that's what people want to do yeah people want to wear costumes and have a good time yeah and if you don't allow them to do it for one holiday they're going to do it for another so a couple of years ago we reported on like thanksgiving costumes Mm-hmm. Like like Halloween type costumes that were like sexy things like you could dress like a pilgrim, yeah sexy or you native could dress american like a sexy Native American because at the end, whether you like that or not is immaterial, the point is is people want to dress up, yeah, I saw the so it is uh we're filming we're recording this now early, it's not even Halloween yet, and I saw on my uh, in my- co- the commercial district where I live, they already have the Christmas decorations ready to go, yeah. They blow. I feel like people are blowing right by Thanksgiving because it's just not as fun and as interesting, I guess, as it used to be. And with that, I would like to bring up this thing that I found. Las Vegas mm-hmm. has come up. Uh, one of the, the tourist agencies there, whatever, lasvegas.com or whatever, vegas.com. On their website, they have an excuse generator oh. to help you get out of Thanksgiving dinner. So this oh. is where we are now, right? Okay. It says many people are wrangled into uncomfortable, chaotic, and dysfunctional family dinners on Thanksgiving because only Las Vegas has the balls to keep it real. For those who want to tap out, okay, <laughs> that's how bad it is. Las Vegas has some useful excuses. The Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority has come up with this Thanksgiving excuse generator. To help those who need an escape from awkward, uncomfortable family gatherings. Generator creates fun excuses and that the site claims are family accepted.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Just click and you get your excuse. Um, So it says their point is they want to help remind you that Thanksgiving isn't family harmony and fun. The generator comes with two ads and they're both really funny. One shows a grandmother... So there's a family yeah. together, and then the grandmother is, like, giving a piece of her mind to the granddaughter's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, it says it's uh, chaos takes place in the kitchen. There's a burnt turkey, broken dishes, spilled gravy, a lot of yelling. Oh, God. And no one's having a good time at all. Uh, since the day is really about being thankful, there are plenty of people who could be thankful to be away from their families. Yeah. Is the idea. Um, here are some of the generators. So you click on it. I have a case of platitis. Fe- extreme fear of washing large amounts of plates oh, after God. Thanksgiving. Yes, <laughs> right. Um, and I, I, have a lot of friends who have shoehorned themselves or have been shoehorned into being, even though we're fairly young, the matriarch mm-hmm. of these really dysfunctional families, and they have got to do all the Thanksgiving. And I'm like, no, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, you don't. It's up, to, you know. Like if you don't want to do it, then you don't, don't have do to do it. it. Yeah. Um, there's another one that says, "I'm skipping the family drama." And catching a show in Vegas instead. For the same amount of drama. Yeah. The only thing more exciting than breaking a turkey's wishbone for Thanksgiving is literally everything in Las Vegas. (laughs) Like anything. Uh, I know my grandma can cook a mean Thanksgiving dinner, but so can any one of a number of celebrity chefs Mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. Um, The website gives recommendations for drama-free dining and no judgment shopping. So I checked out the, the website, and I have been there on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I think at least once, maybe twice. And I am happy to report that despite what people may think of Las Vegas, it's family. It becomes a family thing because so many people take their families out to the buffets. You can go to a nice buffet. You can go to the Wynn. You know what I mean? You can go to like some of the more upscale ones. Mm -hmm. And everybody gets to eat what they want.
0: Yeah, and you don't have any kind of And it's
1: like half price or less for children. And the children, they can go up and get their own stuff. They can get as many desserts as they want or just dessert. Like, no one has to clean up. And you know what the price is when you go in. Yeah. You have eight people and say it's like $60 per person. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, That it's not a small amount of money, but it may be equal to or less than what they might be laying on at home for a spread. Right. If you've got wine, beer the turkey, you know, all the stuff that goes with it, any extra stuff that you might have bought to decorate your home, Mm -hmm. getting there. This way it's like, you know, meet me at the Mirage Mm -hmm. at six, you know, at four Mm -hmm. o'clock. I will pay for everybody to get into this buffet. You got three hours. Right. You can all sit together. There's, There's unlimited, even if you brought a party of 20 in Las Vegas, they'd be like, fine, party of 20, hold on. Yeah, and tables go together in five minutes. Mm-hmm. You're sitting down and you're you're eating. Yeah, you're sitting down. You're eating. You can even um, upgrade to like a wine or a beer package. Yeah, you know, I think
0: that's that's great. And there's 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 but like several restaurants with all kinds of packages mm-hmm. that go. You can do that. You can do that um, because the thing
1: for me is not just like the time. Uh, and the money, but also this thing of, like, things are getting really hairy at the mm-hmm. holidays now with what's going on in our culture and the clash between, you know, generational ideas and what's going on politically.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong with giving it a miss yeah. and doing something else. If you else. need a break, especially yeah. with so much emotional baggage, like, you have to take care of your mental health, too, yeah. and sit it out and just be like... Look, I just need a pass. I need some me time. And for people who have
1: jobs that give you not very much vacation, and by that I mean if you work in America,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, sometimes Thanksgiving is is the only like four day break you you've gotten in a while,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now you have to spend it cooking. Cleaning and dealing with people that you might not necessarily want to deal with, and maybe
0: they need a break too. Yeah, I mean, if it's like it's the shopping. You have to prepare the list. Clean, yeah, ha- make it's sure a the lot house of is work. Clean, get the every- silver polished. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not just um, b- because if you're and people I know who are still cooking turkeys, that's a whole other thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the whole turkey together and like cooking it for a long time. So I say, if you if you can avoid all that kind of stuff. Good. If yeah. you can go to Las Vegas, even better.
0: I mean, it, it's good to expose children to the tradition of the whole thing, so they sure have, they understand what that's about. But you
1: can do it without. I think what a lot of children are unwittingly being exposed to, and I don't. I kind of saw this not as a young kid, but as I got older, I saw that it was just stressing out all the women in mm-hmm. my family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that the dudes maybe it's different now that the dudes weren't doing anything. It's like game day for them. Oh, what do so have, do you know what you had to prepare for game day when I was growing up? Does your Barker Lounger work?
0: Yeah. The guys, all all the men in the family, they sit around on the couch and wait for the food, and then they pass out. And then they they pass out.
1: They, like, crack... They come in the house, crack a beer, Mm
0: -hmm. sit
1: down, and then... Wait for the food to be ready, eat the food, and then go right back yeah. to the game. It's
0: the best It's the best day for guys. It's a
1: great day. I wish we had a, a day like that. I would love to have seen growing up or seen how to go to a house where all the men are stressing out running around. And providing and the, a
0: wonderful spread, yes. decorations, the whole And as soon thing.
1: as you come in as a woman, you get a foot rub and some wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there's like a, sh- I don't know, a show on that you'd like to see. Maybe, I don't know, like a murder mystery or something. Mm. Like a law and order type of marathon is on. Right. And you just wait. You eat the meal, and then you go right back to law and order. Yeah. Or whatever it is. How to get away with murder.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So, yeah, what do you have?
0: Okay. I have advice on advice. All right,
1: advice on advice is a segment where we find advice on the internet that stinks. And it's unqualified. And we try to give advice on that advice, hence hashtag advice on advice. So we're thankful for this advice.
0: Yes, thank you for this advice. This is dear Helena. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yes. My mother-in-law is cooking Thanksgiving, and I think she's probably going to get a grocery store turkey injected with weird saline and chemicals. Excuse me? How can I steer her towards something more sustainable slash natural? Well, I've never bought a turkey. Is that something that usually, like, they, well, why do they it's put like, salt you know, in like it? The, the brand names, the butter bowls and uh, stuff. They're like hormones. They're just, yeah, and they're, okay. they're saline injected in them to plump them out. And make them look juicy. And also, doesn't that increase the weight of them? Yeah. That's lame. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so okay. those are the typical, the Butter Bowls are what people get. Okay. Whatever. Except if you want to get the organic from the farm, and you have to put your name on the list and get... So like, you have to be organic. I'm imagining in New Jersey, because I know you guys have turkeys aplenty, it shouldn't be hard to get a yeah, good you're, turkey. Yeah, you're ta- but you're referring to the wild turkeys that roam the streets of New Jersey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're aggressive and dumb. Just, just, just get one, one of mix. those. Yeah, no, those are like gamey, weird. Okay. I, mean, I don't know about eating those. <laughs> yes.
1: They've exempted themselves from the meal list.
0: So it's like somebody else is running Thanksgiving. And as we established, it's a, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a hard thing to do. Uh And you're going to come and be like, is it organic?
1: I'm going to suggest off the bat. Why don't you say, you know what? I know that you are cooking the Thanksgiving dinner and I really appreciate that. It's probably, um, it's definitely taking up your time, probably money as well. I would like this year to, give, to, to make sure that you get the turkey. I'll pay for the turkey and have mm-hmm. it delivered ahead yeah. of time, and you could cook it. I yeah. feel like that's a good way to go with that's it. That's a great right? way to go about it, yeah. Who's going to be upset about that?
0: Right. So, Unless they like say so like, This is the mother-in-law. You can't tell oh, the mother-in-law uh, what to do, right? Yeah. So the advice is, choosing a turkey in the 1600s was simple. There were different breeds. <laughs> they took it back. Uh, But only one type, farm-raised, organically fed. Mm -hmm. These days, sourcing a turkey is a a complicated decision that often speaks to your class, age, education, and politics. I guess, and
1: location. Yeah. Although I feel like where I'm from, even though people are working class, they probably do get local turkeys. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, instead of, like, Butterball is something that I never saw.
0: Right, right. You can get a mass market fowl such as butterball. Mm-hmm. Mass uh, market fowl. I like that. Or spring for a pricey organic option, or pay big bucks for a heritage turkey. How old is that heritage turkey? This is like an
1: old conservative Hello. Republican turkey.
0: No. It's been around. Gays in the years. military?
1: I think not. Cluck cluck cluck. <laughs> it's just it's Mitch McConnell, basically. <laughs> it's so it's McConnell, Mitch McConnell. <laughs>
0: however if you are the guest and not the host the decision is not yours to make when here, you're here yes when you're invited to dinner you should not dictate what ingredients your host should use or how these ingredients would be prepared yeah don't eat it yeah, there's only only if you're allergic.
1: Bring your own small turkey and just carefully, <laughs> yeah. like in a Chinese food container, just carefully parcel that out onto your plate. Yeah. Cover it with some giblets and gravy. They'll be none the wiser.
0: Right. And at Thanksgiving, it's particularly important not to mess with your host's your host's menu, because people may have strong sentimental attachment to things being done a certain way. It's yeah, true.
1: people like their unhealthy food.
0: Yeah, this can mean having canned cranberry sauce that still retains the shape of the can.
1: Or I'm sorry, I got to put a stop to that. No, <clears throat> at least mash it up and put a couple cranberries on top.
0: Yeah, or. <laughs> No, we put out the can. And it's still like jiggling? Yep. And it still has the ridges on the side? Yep. That's the way we like it. Do you at least turn it on its side? It's on its side. Okay. Yeah, it's on its side and you slice it. It's not like straight up and down. No, (laughs) it's not. But people have really, they have emotional attachments to things. If you. Uh, it, it, you want your gravy a certain way, you want the stuffing a certain way, mm-hmm. you want this, you know, everything has I to be I tell people
1: if they, the same thing I used to do when I was a waitress, which is why I'm not a waitress. If you want it like that, make it yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but this is a hard thing when families merge. Yeah. It's like one family has a tradition of a giblet gravy, the other one is a creamy gravy. Yeah, the,
1: there's the pro-giblet, anti-giblet situation yeah. every year.
0: So of course I can understand why this turkey might revolt you. It leads a life of unnatural suffering, is pumped full of chemicals, and the end product has as much taste as a water of Kleenex.
1: Well, this is the thing. Like, these turkeys are not... One of the reasons why I think people are not really huge on turkey is because it doesn't taste very yeah, good. Right. Although I think an authentic bird might have some good flavor to it. It's supposed to be a little gamey,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh. Well, you know... I'll a little. On with this. You know... Yeah, there is the co-owner of Black Walnut Woolens, a small Oregon farm that raises heritage heritage turkeys. I don't even
1: know what heritage turkeys are. She's
0: no longer capable of eating mass-market turkey. It's like white pasty fake meat. Yeah. So it depends how your taste buds are developing. But should you understand that your mother-in-law might be equally grossed out by your preferred bird? Mm, The the healthy,
1: non-saline-filled.
0: Yeah, even though she and her husband produce what might what many consider to be top-of-the-line turkeys, hand-fed since birth, her mother-in-law says the gamey taste of heritage birds reminds her of the horrible old mutton they were forced to eat during the war years. Okay. Yeah, so if you have this... Ah, so this is
1: a generational thing, right? So our parents think that fake stuff is better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cuz remember like cuz processed... the organic
1: stuff that they grew up on is right. related to poverty.
0: Right. I will I will give you a story about that in a second. I'll just finish this here. Um Furthermore, while well, you may feel morally outraged by a butterball. Others may feel sim- similar outrage over the cost of the at- alternative. Mm-hmm. Mass-market turkeys can cost as little as a dollar a pound. Heritage turkeys cost seven times as much.
1: Yeah. But th- this is a whole thing about food. Like, you should really, and I'm not a, a meat eater, but I do eat fish. When you get to something being a dollar a pound, you really need to question mm-hmm. why. Food, I don't think food should be that cheap. Mm-hmm. There's something going on, you know. Yes.
0: Heritage turkeys are best soaked in, br- soaked in brine for two days in advance, mm-hmm. which means going to the hassle of finding space in an overcrowded fridge. So if you can't yeah. insist on the type of turkey you want, can you at least refuse to eat the industrial meat? Yes. It
1: is tempting Just don't to- eat it. A lot of people don't eat turkey, right?
0: Yeah. It, it is tempting to declare yourself an ethical carnivore, but this will make you look like an elitist food snob. Or somebody who wants to live. Yeah, so
1: so <laughs> I'm sorry, but poor people want good food too. You know yeah, what I
0: mean. So do what everybody does when confronted with a dish they abhor: choke down a few bites, then fill up on sides. Really. Yeah, or just don't put it on your plate. Because again, a lo- like a lot of people I know don't eat turkey. Yeah, or just put a few pieces, move it around a move little bit. Move it around. And, you know, it's, it's don't not have to that big any- deal. Yeah, you don't have to hurt the feelings. No. You don't have to dictate anything. But I think it's
1: also like pork. Like, some people don't eat pork. Mm -hmm. Some people don't eat, like, I've been to to family, someone's made a roast beef, and everyone's like, I don't eat roast beef. You know, it's not like, you're not rejecting, you don't have to reject everything that's there. Mm -hmm. Just, slice. is she really going to be monitoring? It's your mother-in-law. She might not even like you. Yeah. Might not care. Right. She probably knows how you feel.
0: Yeah, and the the idea of, like, the older gamey meats that people were forced to eat when they were poor.
1: Yeah, that they caught themselves in the case of, like, where I'm from. You know, they shot at themselves.
0: All right, so my grandmother, born in 1907, she and her siblings would wait by the train tracks for the trains to go by Mm -hmm. with the open cart of chicken. They used to transport live chicken.
1: Did they snatch a chicken off? Because that's awesome. (laughs) I love it. I like your grandmother anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no, she
0: did. Nobody snatched a chicken off. What happened, the She's chicken... She's like, you distract him. I'll grab the chicken. <laughs> the, the, um, <laughs> they'll be none the wiser. The chicken, the live chicken were all crammed in those cages. They yes. would trample each other. Yeah. And so the conductors didn't want to transport dead chickens. So they flung in, them so off. So they flung them off the sides.
1: And America. so she
0: and her siblings would take those chicken back, and then the mother would cook them. Mm-hmm. Great grandma. Yeah, I think that's ingenious. Yeah, so that was a reminder of the poor days for my grandmother,
1: and she didn't want that. When
0: now, when we're talking about processed food, that all came about. That was considered clean. That was considered uniform. That was considered inspected. It was
1: better than what you were getting from who knows where.
0: Yeah, it was. Things were not regulated. God knows what was in there. You never knew what to expect when you opened up something. But processed food was like this it's supposed to be super healthy, mm-hmm. uniform, tasty. You know exactly what you were getting. It's and so it was. It's I, I understand what you're saying. And it was civilized. It was modern. And so, so people in American. It, yeah, that's American, what I was gonna say.
1: Like th- the sad thing about it is, is that all of these your your ancestors, all of our ancestors here, came from places with markedly better food. Yeah. Right. Like good organic. Like, food that made sense was macrobiotic. And then you come to the United States, and you have all this kind of shady stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in an attempt to clean that up, you have
0: this processed food industry. And now... We realize it's bad. It's but bad. But like, the older people will look yeah. at, at that be like, I want the processed food because that meant money. It's that the same
1: thing plan. I argue with people in my mom's generation. I was like, can you use this again, please? Mm-hmm. Instead of constantly, like... They love, like a lot of people, But my mom is in her 70s, so she's not a baby boomer. She's like at the end of like mm-hmm. silent or whatever they call themselves or great, the end of great. The idea of recycling something don't, is annoying to her, mm-hmm. doesn't care. Because it, you know, she grew up having to use everything over and over mm-hmm, and over mm-hmm. again. It's the opposite of people who tell me that their grandparents grew up in the Depression, and so they save everything. I think people my mom's age, this is 75, to, they grew up mm-hmm. with nothing. And then all of a sudden the 50s came, and they had everything. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to buy everything over and over again and throw it away. Um, and the, her tastes in food are things that I'm like, I don't even know how you're still alive. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, the stuff is so unhealthy, so full of salt, so full of, like, processing and all that kind of stuff, but that's the kind of stuff that they Mm -hmm. grew up with. This is, like, you know, spam and head cheese, Mm -hmm. and people have real attachments to those kind of things. Um, I don't know what's going to happen going forward, because I feel like even even low to moderate income younger people want healthier food, Mm -hmm. because they are, they realize, you know, what some of the effects are. Not that they can always get it. But maybe over time, what we prepare for these family meals and things will change. Like I know friends of mine who, when they especially regardless of their income, if they have young children, they're killing themselves to make sure that their kids have the best, the healthiest Healthiest food that they can get. Yeah, real food. food. Yeah, and even if that means you know taking more time to create things, meals from scratch. Um, So maybe when those kids get older, they're going to want—they're not going to want a butterball. Yeah, I've never had one before because we didn't have those. Did you ever
0: have butter balls? Yes, all the time. How do they taste? To me, fine. Okay, because that's all I knew. I yeah. don't know. And any... you didn't have turkey that often, though. I imagine, no, I mean, right? Every so often we'll have turkey, but the big turkey was Thanksgiving. A Christmas. cold cuts, I remember. Yeah, like things like,
1: like you know, like sliced turkey and things <laughs> like that. But the big turkey, maybe I've only seen it once or twice. People do a lot of hams, Cornish hens, which I hate. <laughs> um geese which is like good lord why <laughs> Why is, is that oh tough? it's have you ever i mean i just remember people i'm like you're still cooking it oh god
0: okay they're it's one they, of
1: those they've been around these geese
0: yeah
1: they've been flying they're a tough bird okay you know like they're a muscular bird oh, so if you are not interested in doing the entire um thanksgiving meal with the saline filled turkey as this woman was complaining Mm about perhaps you will consider heading on over to aldi the discount supermarket where they're selling a ravioli that encapsulates everything from the uh the traditional meal it's a ravioli filled with turkey cranberry and stuffing
0: (gasps) (laughs) does that sound good
1: pretty good yeah i i don't i don't eat turkey so i don't really know but yeah it sounds all right oh, to if me. they had
0: one with mashed potatoes and that for you yeah they could make, do that yeah
1: put that on the side so we're all acquainted with the art of the perfect bite so a few meals are better canvas for perfect bite than thanksgiving so you can layer the things together mm-hmm. and i even remember this as a kid that the day after thanksgiving that's when like that's when the food that's really when good. the food is that's good that's second thanksgiving yeah because it's been it's been marinating, or like maybe someone's made you a plate, Yeah. and some of the things have kind of like leaked onto one another, mm-hmm. and it's tasty. Um, so yeah, this is turkeys, cranberry stuffing, and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, the cheese part, I'm like, I I don't know about that mm-hmm. fine cheese with, with cranberry. Oh yeah, really? Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah, turkey cranberry stuffing and cheese, all wrapped inside a nice piece of pasta. Oh yeah, oh, it's God. hard to go wrong with ravioli. Yeah, I feel like you could put, you know, just shredded up cardboard and ravioli Again, in ravioli and it it's the, the right delicious. sauce. I might like it. Yeah. Um, so it's two ninety nine for a nine ounce pack of it. Um, doesn't apparently well, it's it won't you can't undercook it. It's not going to come out dry. Um, there's no debate over what mm-hmm. it's going to be. You know what it is: cranberry, fine cheese, stuffing, and turkey. Um, and it's limited time only. That's not bad. I, I anticipate, because I go to Aldi all the time, I anticipate that going very quickly as a side mm-hmm. to bring to someone's house. Or if you're just planning on having Thanksgiving on your own. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. You're listening to Hey, You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and... Katie Kazmier. We're telling you how it is and how it should be.
0: Oh. So around Thanksgiving time, you know, they have Black Friday and Cyber mm-hmm. Monday, but they also have Giving Tuesday. Is Black
1: Friday still a big thing? I yeah. feel like after the tramplings of years ago and then people pushing back against stores being open, it's coming back again.
0: Look, yeah, it's. I feel like it's kind of spread out kind of like the blob over time mm-hmm. so Black Friday it's not just the one day there's sales that go on the week before the week after so I feel
1: like things are starting now
0: yeah there's all kinds it's of promotions not even th- yeah. and the promotions are all different and now with the algorithms that the, yeah. these kids have today <laughs> these <laughs> newfangled or uh, the
1: algorithms from our day were much more simplistic
0: yeah but the, all the retailers they have these different plans set up like this day is going to be this discount so it's discounts all over the place okay but what i want to talk about is giving tuesday what is that giving tuesday
1: is it i hope it's a tuesday before everyone's black friday and cyber monday
0: it's the day after cyber monday i got no money left then Well, you better save some because Giving Tuesday is coming up here. All right. There's so much that goes on. There's incivility. There's division, rising anger, attention, Mm -hmm. and a lot of stress for Americans, and especially around this time of the holidays of Thanksgiving. Um, Simple acts of compassion and kindness bring us closer together, but they're not, they're often, we don't see it in the headlines.
1: No, because that doesn't sell papers. Right. Kitten rescued by lovely people. Yeah.
0: You know. Like, um... You know, mega donors get a lot of attention. Um, what about Uber donors? <laughs> There's a mega donor. There's <laughs> people that do these massive gifts, like, say, the Gates. I, yeah, like I, think, and I feel Gates like they, they should just gift.
1: shut the hell up about this stuff.
0: Isn't charity supposed to be somewhat, yeah. like, modest? Right, but the co- they are saying that the core strength mm-hmm. of philanthropy is everyday giving, and the power yeah. of everyday giving is understated, but it should not be is understated but should not be underestimated. Yes, we
1: cannot wait for the Gates and the, what is that bald-headed Lex Luthor-looking dude, uh, Bezos or whatever. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. To flake some off for the rest of us.
0: Psychologists psychologist found giving promotes social connection. How? And it helps our physical and mental well-being.
1: I mean, I give online. Yeah. So I don't know how, and I don't have any contact with anybody when I do it.
0: Yeah, but it, also, it benefits the receiver and it benefits sure. the giver.
1: I don't know who the receiver is, though. Most of the organizations that I give to, like um, there's a, some women's rights foundations mm-hmm. and reproductive health foundations. I don't know who the recipients of that are, mm-hmm. but I would if I end up in a position where I need that kind of care, mm-hmm. I would like it to be there. I, so that's why I, you know, some of the things I give because anyone could be in that situation.
0: Right. You know? I have a set dollar amount every month. Yeah, and me too. whoever comes to me first That's what I do, too. It. Yeah, yeah. Except for my regular ones. Yeah. Uh, so, Giving Tuesday was launched as a celebration of giving after the consumerism of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. But this is why I'm thinking it should, be the, it should be before. Yeah, but after two days for the economy, one good for the soul. Okay. The idea, All right, that's not a bad slogan. Yeah, yeah. The idea began at the 92nd Street Y. Oh, really? Okay. I love the 92nd that's Street cool. Y. cool. I do, too. Uh, but it has grown. Um, last year, more than $180 million were raised was raised online mm-hmm. with the average gift of just over $100. That's not bad. Enough toys were collected to break the Guinness Book World of Records. Mm-hmm. And one organ donor registration drive was so successful that someone donated a kidney. Well,
1: that's it? One kidney? <laughs> that's kind of hard. To, <laughs> it's hard to get a kidney. I guess
0: so. Yeah. So... Uh, so all uh, different um, charitable organizations have 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 come back saying that that day has really spiked in all okay. of there. So all across the board, all these organizations that need donations, they're spiking with with contributions, which okay. is a great thing. I don't really do um, Black Friday. I haven't done it in years. I know you
1: haven't really done it either. Mm-mm. I the Cyber Monday. I look for the deals, and if it's something a piece of technology I need. I'll get it. I won't, nece- not necessarily always wait until Monday, but I think I can do this Tuesday thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Giving Tuesday, so even, so it's all over the place. A lot of retailers are doing it all over. Mm-hmm. They're linking with different charities. Mm-hmm. Um, same, so, you buy a an product, and 100% of the profit goes to the, 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 the charity. Mm-hmm. So, you can find your favorite charities through, through all different, so you can still continue to shop and then give. No, Okay, that's cool. Shopping. So this year on Giving Tuesday, people will do things like all over the world, like they hold danceathons, and all the money collected is going to be donated. I didn't know to- this was international. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, there is a danceathon in. That want, <laughs> they're going to bring electricity to a Kenyan village. Those children. Cause and they're going to dance it there? Yeah, middle school students in Indiana are holding this dance-a-thon. Okay. And the money they raise, they're giving it to a school in in, in, in the Kenyan village. Where That's the, cool. Where kids can't study after dark. So okay. they're going to provide the electricity for it. Um, you know, there's other cities that deliver baby food to families in need, Mm -hmm. volunteers fill and distribute backpacks of food and clothing, and hotel room vouchers to homeless veterans. Okay. So it's like a service. Yeah. Service opportunities. Yeah. So there's, so look for
1: Giving Tuesday. This is, it's more than I thought. I thought it was just kind of donating stuff online, but it's, it's more like of a movement. Yeah. Um, I, I love this kind of stuff. I wish it were something that was more frequent throughout the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because people are always shopping. Like I, I try to control my shopping because I realize, like, do I need all of this Mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm. stuff? But it's so ingrained. It's such a part of our culture. It's a reward to shop for yourself. It's a pastime. Mm -hmm. You're constantly bombarded with stuff. I think I would feel a lot better if I gave more money to, to charities and that this giving Tuesday thing is a way to start, but maybe they should have it more frequently.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you know that's. A, I think that's a great idea. So this campaign began in the U.S. and it has now scaled to ninety-eight countries around the world. That's awesome. From Brazil to Tanzania to Russia.
1: And traditionally, the United States—and I'm always surprised by this—we um, are actually more charitable than a lot of other nations in our private giving. Yes. Where we're uncharitable is in our social safety net. Yes. So that we we kind of make up for it in the the private yeah. giving, but it's not a substitute. Right. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that Amer- that's one thing I can you can say about Americans yeah, across the give. board. People and this, it, give re-
1: regardless of you know your politics, and your religious beliefs, overwhelmingly, people in the United States are fairly charitable.
0: And so, and the government takes advantage of that. Yeah, and, I mean, it was George Bush who said something about, "No, we're not putting this, um, you know, Medicaid program together. And we're going to just send people to the Catholic charities. Yeah, send them to the charities." And it's like, no, 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 no. We have to put a program. together. No, we have to-, to put
1: a program together, <laughs> people.
0: They are saying that here it says, darker forces of politics and platforms can easily divide us. Uh, One way to reunite is by reaffirming those values we all share, our Mm -hmm. capacity to understand the challenges of others, our desire to help those most in need. I guess. And no act is too small. And if everybody, if millions of people do small acts, that really adds up. So whatever you can do.
1: Our government weren't so horrible, stingy, and, uh, you know, Uncharitable when mm-hmm. it comes to tackling issues of poverty, we'd be much better off. We, unfortunately, we cannot give our way out of, the, you know, of a lot of these issues.
0: You know, I saw a simple... Oh, my gosh. It was a little report about this doctor. He's an eye doctor. Grew up in a, a country in Africa, and he had um, vision problems. Mm-hmm. And when he was a young boy, the first time he got a pair of eyeglasses, he could see leaves on trees.
1: Oh, my goodness. And was like, oh... This is. So he had some <laughs> severe vision right, issues, right? Yeah.
0: And he grew up to become an optometrist, mm-hmm. and he realized that people in poor, um, poor areas were not getting this test mm-hmm. for vision, and they, were there, they couldn't get glasses, and so that all these kids he realized needed to be screened. So he taught nurses how to screen for this for this particular vision problem, and so they were screening all these children. But the, the one nurse could not get through. The whole population. They're only doing like five percent of the kids. Mm-hmm. He developed this app that helps go through the screening process, and then you can also take a picture of the of the eyes, and it screens the eyes oh, okay. as well. And so he's like, "Who can who can do this?" And they trained teachers. Of and course, was- I was going to say
1: the schools are usually the the best way to do it because uh, well, teaching is a caring profession mm-hmm. anyway. But as teachers you monitor closely your students. And sometimes when it comes to vision, you're the first person to pick up on it. Yeah. Because the children are confused and you're like, why don't you come up to the front of the class? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, you give them something to look at and then you're like, oh, I see what's going on. Yeah. We used to screen, uh, do eye tests and things in schools. I don't know if that still happens. I don't think so. It was scoliosis, the um, visual, and then the hearing tests. Right? Yeah, that's right. We used to do that in school. I asked some of my students if they had that and they said no. I'm like, you've never been tested for scoliosis? Oh,
0: that was like a big thing. That was a basic. It's like yeah. tap. Yeah.
1: You know, you have to lean over and tap yeah. or whatever, and they look at your spine. Yep. Yeah, but I'm, I'm guessing maybe they don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, but they
0: put all... They let the Catholic
1: of, churches do it. The
0: test now is done through the iPhone, and so all the data is captured as well. Okay. And the test is Good done. data capture. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Once. And not creepy, weird Lex Luthor style. Yeah, and all the kids are covered. Because the teacher is able to do it in the classroom. That's awesome, and it's amazing. So, meanwhile, here we're trying to come
1: up with more apps to like cook a pizza better without any people. Yeah, <laughs> and deliver it without any people. Right. If, if if you're a good if you're a good American. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: So I found this thing here on Encyclopedia in Encyclopedia Britannica. So of course we know the history of or you know Thanksgiving or what we what we've learned in school, what we've been told, or what we can glean from the media. Um, but it was interesting to read this from the point of view of someone of a country, you know, outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's like Thanksgiving Day is an annual national holiday in the United States and Canada celebrating the harvest and other blessings of the past year. Then it says Americans generally believe. Generally believe? <laughs> yes. Their, thanks, their Thanksgiving is modeled on a 1621 harvest feast shared by the English colonists, pilgrims, and the Wampanoag people. It's rich, the holiday is rich in legend and symbolism. Mm-hmm. Traditional fare, turkey, bread, stuffing, potatoes, cranberries, and pumpkin pie. With respect to vehicular traffic,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: holiday is often the busiest of the year as family members gather together. So it said it began with, uh, Plymouth Thanksgiving began with a few colonists, and I didn't know this, going out fouling. Possibly Fowling. fouling, looking for turkeys. Okay. Uh, because they are easier to get than geese and ducks. Not in New Jersey though. In New Jersey, you got to put up a fight. Yeah. Um, and since they quote, this is from the from the Pilgrims themselves. In one day, killed as much as uh, they could. They uh, they killed as much as were enough to serve the company for almost a week. Oh wow! Right? So next, ninety or so Wampanoag made a surprise appearance at the settlement's gate, doubtlessly unnerving the fifty or so colonists. Nonetheless, over the next few days, they socialized without incident. As we've talked about in the past, the Native Americans were like, what are y'all eating? And then they brought some real food mm. with seasoning. Uh, <laughs> then no. Fish, eels, shellfish, stews, vegetables. And it says here they also bought beer. Nice. I can just imagine them holding five. up a six-pack at the yeah. gate like, hey, yeah. we don't speak your language, but beer. Well, everybody speaks everybody beer. Speaks. And someone in South probably like, it's savages. No, wait. That's beer. <laughs> Let them in. Let them in. Since Plymouth had a few few buildings and few manufactured goods, most people ate outside while sitting on the ground uh, or on barrels with plates on their laps.
0: Yeah. So that is not the it's way that a. it's shown. Yeah.
1: Like we, if we saw these people just sitting cross-legged on the ground with like plates in their laps, that's a little
0: more humbling. Yeah.
1: I think than showing them with the weird hats.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, they don't have a ton of tables. No. They have some tables. They put the food on it. You take your food. But it's
1: 140 people. Yeah. Right? You don't have enough settings, place settings for those people. You don't have placemats. Yeah, and the Native Americans were like, what are you guys even doing with a plate? Let's just eat. Yeah. You know? Um, we could do this like a like a family. No, yeah. get your own plate. Whatever. It says, the men fired guns, ran races, and drank liquor. And they struggled to um, speak to each other. It was disorderly, but it sealed the treaty Fingers. between them. Even
0: then, the men are, like, running around <laughs> Go, doing BS. Yes. Meanwhile, the, the women have
1: organized society. Yeah. A school is
0: formed. Yeah,
1: did all the cooking. Healthcare yeah. is apparent. As that there was, It sealed the treaty between the two groups. Which lasted until 1675, when uh, the colonists uh, during King Philip's War. Okay. So this meal, I can see that the, the Wampanoag people are probably like, "Yeah, we gotta like these people moved in over here. We we gotta say something." Yeah. <laughs> before it get like before there's some kind of issue, let's just go over there. Yeah. Well, we they, we see that they're eating crap, poorly prepared, again unseasoned. Yeah. We're gonna help these people out <laughs> and then get a, get a treaty going. So. And I thought that was interesting. And then it goes on into the, what we've talked about before, that in the South, they didn't want to have this northern holiday mm-hmm. until, you know, they were, they were conquered. And then, you know, it becomes like a national thing. But it's always been a little bit of a controversy, Thanksgiving Day, because of the prayer element and because of the, the national element to mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I'm interested to see what, I guess as we get older, we'll see how Thanksgiving evolves because, you know, you, you spoke about the Macy's Day Parade. Um, so in 1920, there was a Gimbal's Parade. In 1924, Macy's Parade. Then the balloons and the holiday associated with pilgrims and Native Americans trying to say that there's some kind of, you know, inter- intercultural mm-hmm. peace, which obviously didn't yeah. <laughs> Like if you talk to Native Americans, they're like, "Get out of my face with that crap." Yeah, exactly. Like it's not it's not a happy day for them. They attempted to the Wampanoags attempted to make peace, and you see how that worked out. Right. Um. So yeah, it would be interesting to see as our country becomes more diverse, and as young people really start to delve into the history more with a critical eye, like what what kind of celebrations will Thanksgiving be. Um, or will it be more like Friendsgiving, which mm-hmm. I—that's what I usually do. Yeah, we do Friendsgiving. a Friendsgiving. Yeah, Where we get together and go to like Kanji Village or something? Right. Oh, <laughs> or God.
0: we go to a casino. Oh, gosh, or I go to a Broadway show. I've yeah, that. are they yeah. are those good days to go yeah, to a Broadway show? That's good. Okay, it's it's a great day to go. Um, yeah, but I have a couple of um, <laughs> I have something here. Okay, there is the Butterball Hotline. <laughs> What's the 1-800-BUTTERBALL? So, yeah. So, Butterball is the manufacturer of all the turkeys that yeah. people love to The saline to turkeys. The saline turkeys. Selling. And so, every year... People don't cook, cook turkeys all the time, so they don't know what they're doing. Is there butter in the turkey? And they, I don't think so. Okay. Saline, we know that. Yeah, we know saline. Uh, so, uh, Butterball opened up a hotline... For people who are, have questions about their turkeys. So it's open on Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving. This hotline is ready so you can call up with your turkey questions. It should not be open on Thanksgiving Day because it's too late. Well, yeah, it, no. <laughs> <So laughs> right? It's too late to cook on Thanksgiving. So the Day. most ridiculous questions they've gotten. Mm-hmm. A man cut his turkey in half with a chainsaw Why? and wanted to know if the oil from the chain would adversely affect the turkey. Yes. Who's working this hotline? Is is it outsourced to, like, a place in the Philippines? Yeah, right. An Alabama man found a turkey from 1969 in his dad's freezer. How Mm. to cook it. Um, Time machine. Yeah, right. The hotline operator suggested buying a fresher bird. Okay. A fresh, a slightly fresher (laughs) animal. Something from this millennium. Okay, someone said, Guests were coming from the Bahamas, and the hostess wanted a tropical turkey with a bikini look. Excuse me. So they suggested placing pieces of aluminum foil over the strategic spots of the bird and let and let the exposed skin tan. Okay, not bad. That's okay. I'll give it that. Uh, Little theater. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Um, How do you make sure the turkey fits in the pan? A A man proudly called the hotline to share his solution. Wrap the turkey in a towel, stomp on it to break the bones, and smush it into the pan. Um. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, don't do that, anybody. <laughs> <Yes>. It's not. <laughs> right. How do you make, well, I mean, I guess the,
1: here's where I was thinking, and it, I am by no means any kind of chef, and I've never cooked a turkey, but I was thinking about measuring it.
0: Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> You know? I know. Maybe getting some pans that I have and, and putting it near and see if it fits it's in. Like, yeah,
0: that's it. Why don't
1: you just break it? And but I it? think at most supermarkets, those the large serving pans, like the ones that I always, I always associate this with Italian food mm. when you get the whole what the is big
0: it? aluminum pan. yes. Yeah, but it's pan. like there's a
1: name for that size.
0: Yeah, I, a sheet a
1: roaster. A ro- yeah, a roaster, and that's roaster, generally like unless something bizarre is happening, most turkeys should probably fit in there. Yeah,
0: right? exactly. Okay. Yeah, there's pans that fit. There's pans that. It's just too lazy to like go it's, out. it's not a mystery. That, that industry is there for you, sir. He wanted to stomp on a turkey. That's all he wanted <laughs> that's to do. It A first-time turkey day cook rinsed her bird with dish soap. And now the suds won't stop. Huh? (laughs) What do you mean? It's like a Lucille Ball situation. (laughs) And then she was told, don't rinse the turkey the next time. Just pat it with paper towels. Okay. And there's another question. Could the turkey be slow-roasted for three or four days? A mom asked. Because her daughter loved how the bird made the house smell. We just roast this for days in the house. (laughs) Get a candle. No, a turkey should be cooked for just a few hours, not four days. Okay. Have you ever cooked a turkey? Have I done it myself? Actually, no. I have not either. Yeah. I feel like... I've helped with it. Like, I haven't, like, hosted and done it, but I've helped my mom. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and was it? Did you buy a frozen one? I don't know if you remember. Was it frozen when you
0: got it? Yeah, I think it was frozen then defrosted, mm-hmm. and then she went through the whole rigmarole. And she had her own of taking
1: thing, it, disemboweling, disemboweling it,
0: disemboweling it, and preparing it. Mm-hmm. And she did a thing with um, what did she do? She would put bacon on top, okay, and then put like a, like a towel on it, okay, and then roast it at a really low heat, and then like a wet towel, yeah, okay. And do something, she had her own little trick, I I forgot the whole thing, and I don't care.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that was a path down.
0: (laughs) Because there's so many ways to cook a turkey, everyone has their own thing.
1: It's just, uh, I mean, it makes sense in terms of your friend, because you have enough people in your house that, you know, that turkey's not going to be there for weeks.
0: No, it won't. We get a giant one and have the leftovers. But I would always make, whenever we had chicken or some kind of bird that my Mm -hmm. mother would roast, it was my job to make it dance. Okay, I'm yeah. not even sure what that means. Well, if, if I came into the kitchen while she was preparing it... You would pick it up I'd pick it up and make it. down. Okay, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's your special talent. Yeah, that's, that's how I-
1: you contribute to the Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, meal. that's what I do. I don't think... My, I mean, my mother is a, uh, is a terrible cook. I, she never prepared Thanksgiving, um, and so I never really saw it prepared. We'd always go to someone else's house, mm-hmm. and I was thrilled. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, because she's a terrible cook. I mean, I, anyone else who was cooking, I was like... You know, I wasn't like Eddie Haskell... But that was definitely, like, follow my nose to yeah, see if yeah. there's was a good meal going on. And I never saw any of the women in my family actually prepare the the bird. But they always looked beautiful. Yeah. And it was always a, a big undertaking. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, I hope I never have to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> much. And if listeners, if any of you are doing that, we say kudos to you. Yeah, we, we applaud you. But
1: if you don't want to do
0: it, don't. Yeah. To avail yourself of
1: the... there's so many services... That people, they will roast the chicken for, I think, most supermarkets. Yeah,
0: they, you could get a roasted one. Even
1: your regular, like, Acme, Super Fresh, you mm-hmm. know, whatever you have in there, you could get a roasted chicken. Mm-hmm. I know in the Bronx, there are places that just roast birds. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to get out of this... You don't want to end up on the Butterball Hotline stomping a
0: turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Go and do that. Or just cooking it for three days and do that. So I'm thankful for you, Jaquetta. Yeah, I'm thankful for you, too. And, and, I'm, thank you for, and I'm thankful, for, and we're thankful for all the listeners. Yeah, so Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. All
1: my friends are dead, and my dad is too. But I'm still alive, and I am here with you. Though I'm drenched in blood and assorted gore There is still so much I am thankful for If I squint my eyes they have in store. I see all the random people that Turkey hacked to death, and my dog it flashes.